Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out more about how you can support us at patreon.com slash sunranto and get the show early and ad-free. Plus, there's perks at every single level. So join today at patreon.com slash sunranto and uh, you'll be delighted with what you get in return. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Covey Sunranto With Michael Sunranto And Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto With Michael Sunranto And Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto Wow, that was uh, John Vincent-esque. That was like that was like today's anthem. 16.7 seconds, I believe, is what uh, John Vincent got today, it's, uh, by my count. Very Ooh, nice job, I don't know Michael. if I can do that. Very nice job. Hi, I'm Danny Rocket, and of course, uh, here is... And uh, yeah, you, you actually did that pretty high. You were definitely a high cotton as you did that. And uh, we don't know where Crawley is. I saw today... On Twitter, that Carly's like, I'm going boating with my family. I'm uh, I'm off the grid. And apparently that means that he's not going to be on the show because he never told us that. He, maybe he thinks it's tomorrow. I don't know. I think he's just um, – hopefully he's okay, you know, because sometimes people don't show up because they're not okay. <laughs> so, you know. Cause, <laughs> right. Because the, the Cubs certainly are not okay. And, I, and we got to kind of start here because we got a lot of this to talk about. In a night. What in the actual hell is going on uh, with? I mean, I know it's all over baseball, uh, but you know, now we lose David Bodie, and I feel responsible, you know, because I've just been <laughs> ripping him. I've been ripping him. I've been ripping him like he was batting like one eighty, and I everybody's like, "Well, he hits the ball hard." I'm like, "Yeah, right at somebody every time. I don't care." But then now he's hurt, and I feel bad. I feel like it's my fault, and um. He separated his shoulder. He might, and I guess they got kind of good news that you know didn't tear it, but he separated it, and uh, you know that happens to me too. Do you ever have your shoulder separated? Uh, yes, I dislocated my shoulder one time in my life. Uh, I was playing hacky sack, and, <laughs> dude. And I, I was could... playing pickleball when I first did it. <laughs> 
stupid, just stupid. And uh, yeah, it hurts. And ever since then, I never had it repaired. It hurts pretty much all the time. It's why I throw 35. Like I honestly have a 35 mile per hour slow ball. You can't even call it a fastball because it's not fast. It and would, it, yeah. it, it comes out sometimes. I got to pop it back in. Um, last time I did it was, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago when I, when I bit it off my bike. Um, yeah. so I haven't, I haven't done ever since that one time. I've never put it, put it out, but it's like, if you see me without a shirt, shirt on and you could take your eyes away from my horrendous gut, uh, you might notice that one shoulder is like lower and has like a knob kind of sticking out of it. Like when it went back, it didn't go back exactly right. But yeah. now after fucking 20 years, it just, that's the way it works. Luckily it's my left arm. So I can still throw about 48. Well, and, and it's Bodie's <laughs> left arm too. So I guess that's good. It's his left arm. Correct. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I had I had to imagine in my head the way he slid through that. Well, you it was hard to tell he even got hurt. You know, it's just like he just looked like he tumbled that he was trying to break up a double play. And he like kind of just kind of tumbled in there and I don't know exactly when he did it. Like he kind of hit the play the whoever was was it India maybe playing or Suarez, whoever was there. And he, he kind of hit I think. Yeah, and so you kind of hit him going in. I'm like, did it happen there? Or did it happen when he like tumbled? I wasn't exactly sure. Um, or when he or when he's reached back to get the base, you know, because he was trying to, and then because he kept trying to reach and his arm didn't work. He was like, uh, uh, like a T Rex. Yeah, um, yeah, know. he went through, and then you, you know when they slow it down because of course they slow everything down, so it looks like it took a a good little bit before he realized his arm was hurt. But yeah. if you run that in, but when you run it in full speed, I think it happens just like that yeah. fast. But yeah, yeah, he just stuck his arm out and it dragged a little bit and just hype. So they said it was like a dislocation separation, right? So yeah. maybe it just, torn. maybe it was like a hyper extension, like it pulled yeah. out yeah. and then came back in, or That's maybe tough. it didn't come back in properly. That takes a second to build that back up, and luckily it's not his throwing arm. Um, but still, like he has to be able to lift his arm high in the air to be able to catch baseballs. Oh, so, he's gonna be—he's gonna be like this trying to catch a baseball. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm T Rex, the third baseman. If you don't um, throw it at my head, I can't catch it. And then, um, you know, so that hurts because you're already—you're already down Rizzo. You know, you're already down Duffy. You're already down uh, Hayward. You know, I yeah. mean. And that, and now we're down freaking, um, freaking Trevor Williams. Trevor, Trevor Williams of all the appendectomy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a freak, uh, kind of. I mean, it's not an injury. It's, I, I, I mean, it is an injury in a way. I mean, it's your body is hurt, yeah. but it's not an injury he sustained on the field. Um, but that really hurts. And Could you imagine if it was. Like he threw so hard, he tore his appendix. <laughs> it went in his side session. That's, <laughs> literally, it was his side. Uh, it, no, it's it sucks, and I I hope he's okay. But you know, I mean, they'll probably do the, you know, the with the Da Vinci. You know, they'll get in there and they'll they'll just suck it out of there. They won't cut him open like they did in the old days uh, when you would be out for a long time. So hopefully, you know. 
He's going to be laid up, though. He's going to miss a couple starts at least. Some people, and they're, they're funny, they're arguing on Facebook about it. Well, my daughter had surgery with her appendix, and she was back in the school play the next week. And then other people are like. <laughs> as, if, as if the school play is anything like anything pitching like, <laughs> at a major league level. Major league baseball game, yeah, exactly. So, um Bill, it, it is. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you know, the, those villagers don't play themselves in the background there, you know. Um, but, I mean, a, it depends if they're dancing or whatever they're doing. But a, anyway, he's going to be out for at least a little bit. And it's at the same time, they freaking DFA Tyson Miller for really uh, only because of, like, the 40-man situation because they have to bring up so to replace Bodie. The only guy they got there to bring up is Sergio Alcantara. Who you know, old Detroit prospect, or and uh, you know, it, it was a prospect for the Diamondbacks. He's defensive whiz. He's hitting real well in Iowa. Great, really happy for him. I mean, it's really good. He's got a, a crazy BABIP, so it's going to come down. And this is Iowa numbers too. So um, it's three twenty eight. Here's what he's slashing: three twenty eight, four eighty one, four fifty nine, which is is great. You know. That's uh, OPS like near a thousand, and um, anyway, he's going to come up, and obviously, he's going to just kind of take Bodie's spot for however long he'll be gone. It could be a month. I don't know. Like, could be a long time. Well, and- will, will he? Do you think he he will take Bodie's spot? Because with Horner out, Bodie's been starting every day, but now there's wisdom in there. Yeah, Horner, I didn't even mention Horner. Yeah, Horner's out. As I got to well. play. Hold on, I got to play this song again. This is. Too- we don't have to hear the whole thing, but oh man, it's just everybody's in Illinois. And yeah, so but Wisdom was playing third, not great, but I don't think he's really ever. I mean, he's not a third baseman, so well, he's an infielder. I mean, he, he's kind of a utility dude; he could do whatever. But you know, it's it's like they keep having Ortega now; they're throwing out there, and he hit a home run, so a little basket shot in game two. But like, so these guys are doing okay, but like. You know, when you see when you you're really missing Jason Hayward's defense on some of these plays uh, that you see on the right field, like and and I feel just like and Sergio Contra, like I don't know, it's never really worked out for him offensively in the major league uniform. Maybe this time will be different. I don't know. You know, we, we'll just have to wait and see. But they have to perform because right now, and we'll talk about it later. But they're going into such a tough stretch. And they're banged up. I mean, Rizzo, you know, it, it, hopefully he'll be back. He's still day-to-day, I guess, with the back. Right. Not in Illinois. Still in Chicago. Yeah. But may as well be in Illinois. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Locker Room app, where Sun Ranto hosts a show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time on the Locker Room app when you follow Sun Ranto Show. Uh, well, it's a sports-only talk platform where you can join into the conversation and be heard. Uh, it's free, and it's only for iOS users right now. And all you got to do is download the Locker Room app in the iOS store. You create your own profile, you link to Twitter, and you join like the Cubs group or the MLB group, or there's groups for all sorts of sports teams. So check it out. Uh, download the Locker Room app on the iOS app store, and uh, we'll see you at 6 p.m. where this week 
we're going to be talking about, um, I guess, uh, unwritten rules in baseball. So that's a, and so come in and come on in and join the conversation. We'll have a great time. We might even start doing some watch parties in there. It's a cool little platform. It's kind of like, uh, you know, just. It's kind of just like a chat room, a good old-fashioned party line. So come on in and download the Locker Room app, and we'll see you at 6 p.m. this week and every week for the rest of this year. But, yeah, you so you end up DFAing Tyson Miller, which, I mean, it kind of it was a little surprising. I know I saw Brett Taylor when he wrote it up uh, for Bleacher Nation that he, he said he's shocked that they did that as a promising young arm. But they can still try to trade him, obviously, in the next seven days. So maybe they're trying to do that because they're, the arms have been coming up and looking good. Maybe you have a couple extra that you don't need and you can get some. But now they need help. I mean, they need they need some other players to be on this team because you're just running out of guys. You're running out of bodies. Oh, uh Ricketts is up there in his ivory tower. He is just like rubbing his hands together. And he's like, oh, goody, 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 goody. He's so happy that all this is happening. And yet they went on a six-game winning streak. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? They're all supposed to be injured. Yeah, it's definitely like a major league kind of feeling. Like they probably have, you know, a, a naked Tom Ricketts cut out. Uh, Cut out. To, <laughs> <laughs> they keep Every making. time they lose, yeah. they they pull one off instead of winning. Off. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Just don't lose, guys. Yeah, don't lose, guys. Keep. Yeah, we do not want to see what's under there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. I mean, it's just. It's just. But been a rough stretch. I mean, now I know the injuries are piling up all over the majors, and it's just like this is just what is rough. You know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how this guy, our contra, is going to do. I mean, but that's what a weird. I mean. You're going to have Patrick Wisdom and Ortega and Alcantara and like, what am I? I mean, what? <laughs> what? And, and now who's even going to pitch tomorrow for Trevor? I mean, are they going to put Keegan Thompson out there? I mean, we don't know. I mean, they didn't announce it. And there's well, Keegan Alec Thompson Mills just- maybe will be back soon, I guess. Here's another yeah. one in Illinois. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Alec Mills. Yeah, no, Keegan Thompson just pitched yesterday, though. So if he's going to come out, he's only going to be good for two, maybe three innings, you know? And uh, Arietta did not go deep into the game. So it's not like the bullpen is super fresh. Yeah. They used, they used everybody all weekend, even in the big win. You know, I mean, it was tied for a long time. They didn't break it open until, like, you know, second half of the game on Saturday. But even in that game, they used a ton of pitchers because Davies didn't pitch that long either. Right. But, um, well, anyway, it's very frustrating, you know, and I feel bad for everybody, uh, especially because they were playing really well. I mean, six-game winning streak got snapped today. And, um, you know, it's like – and they're, they haven't been playing the best teams in the world, you know, but they're they're – they, they look good. The offense that was so dead is now awake, and it's it's a they went thing. they went five and one on the road. They also and I know it's three of these games are overlapping, but they went five and one against the Pirates and the Reds. I mean, you got like the road that road record had to get that boost going against the Pirates and Reds. You have, I mean, you have to win. I guess you don't have to, but you know, it'd be nice. You should, you should <laughs> win five out of every six games against those teams, the way that they're playing. I mean, neither team showed that they knew what they were doing defensively. I mean, that was kind of the 
big thing that Cubs were taking advantage of is yeah. the fact that the Pirates are, you know, throwing the ball over the place and then the and Reds the Red. did the same thing. Yeah. 18 and 7 in May. I mean, that's a that's a good stretch. I mean, when we were like, you know, all ready to jump sh- ship in April, you know, just and they're winning the tight games and it's I don't know. It's uh, it's just a shame because it you it was all going so well, and then just now you just I don't know. At some point, they're just going to run out of bodies. That's what it feels like. Um, let's talk about this series, though. Um, game one. I mean, what else there, is there to say except for David Bodie hit a home run, and, yeah, uh, that, was and that was the game. That was all that fucking happened. So, uh, no, I mean, uh, Alzali danced out of a lot of trouble. I feel like if the weather wasn't so crazy, like it was blowing in hard, it was cold. The weather wasn't like that. I think the Reds run into a few more hits and maybe a few more runs. And and I also think that the Cubs maybe, especially Jock Peterson's home run, I know got or not home run. It was an out, but it got blown back. It would have definitely been a a dong. Uh, Bodie's only got out because he hit it low. It was a line drive. Hit it it low and had, you know, that line drive on it rather than any air underneath of it. Did I just say lime drive or line drive? I'm not sure. It came out. I don't don't know, but I'm down with the lime drive. Yeah, I need a lime drive. Um, Um, Now, that game also was uh, the one that had some issues with the umping. Right, like they, I, I mean, mean, they they, they all, all did, did, but yeah. but I all feel like that one was really bad. That's why that's one reason the score was zero zero because yeah, nobody knew what to do, nobody knew what to swing at, and you know there was a Alzali, I think would have gotten out of he would have pitched through the sixth, like he not he would have pitched the whole sixth, but he got didn't get a call. That Wilson yanked up. I was like, I don't like. I mean, his pitch framing looks terrible to me. I mean, because he's too active. Yeah, he, he went. You know, I'll demonstrate. It was just like whoop, like he caught it and then yanked it back. And I'm like, dude, everybody's you're not fool- now. Even if it was a strike, the umpire is going to be like ball because you're screwing around. And it and it was a borderline pitch. It caught a little bit of the zone. It should have been called a strike. And then Alzali gets out of that inning. You don't need to bring in Chafin, and you know, and and you know, just didn't matter. Cubs won, but the um, the pitch Ramey looked terrible, and that was the same pitch that Wilson actually got called out like just a second earlier. Looking that say it was the same place. Maybe it was a little yeah. lower Alzali's pitch. I don't know, but you know, he had just seen that pitch. You know, it's like hold it there. Catch it, receive it, hold it. But he, you know, but he probably went down with it. I don't know what happened, but um, it was a shame he didn't go go the full six. Yeah, yeah, he was he was close. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a good outing by him. Wind wind aided, I guess, ump aided, sort of thing. Like, yeah, but it, it but it didn't rattle him. I guess that's that's the big takeaway. All the shit going on, he didn't get really rattled. He just pitched his game, and he did okay. Yeah. Well, and uh, here, I'll, I'll put up the box score real quick, or at least the pitching line. And, um, uh, yeah, he goes uh, 103 pitches, which I don't think we've seen him do that before. But that's there was a lot of traffic out there. He struck out six and, um, you know, five hits, three walks. So there was a lot of traffic. He danced mm-hmm. out of the fire a lot, but that was good to see. Um, and then, um, of course, you know, the hitting uh, – for the Cubs. Well, I should mention Kimbrell got the save on his birthday. 
Um, Tommy Nance and the bullpen still went on. Chafin, Nance, and Kimbrell went out there and still gave up no runs. The, yeah. the bullpen does not give up runs. They've been just totally lights out every single day. It's it's incredible. Um, but um, yeah, Kimbrell got the save on his birthday. Uh, they struck out one, but uh, Nance, like, there's somebody that you didn't think was going to be on the team and be, you know, never heard of performing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a high leverage situation. It's a one nothing ball game. Guy comes out of his nails, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's not like he worked into that position. Like he got a bunch of easy games, and then they're like, "He's pretty good. Let's put him in there." He's pitched like five times total. <laughs> and yeah. He's out there just uh, locking innings down. It's it's a it's a wonderful surprise. Yeah, no, they all are. And then um, game two, I mean, this game was pretty close until the bottom of the six and the Cubs kind of broken open. Um, you know, it's it, like Davis started uh, and uh, really the the scoring got kind of going when uh, Eugenio Suarez he threw that ball away. And yeah. um, Wilson, Wilson was hung up between he would have been out. So that run never – he shouldn't even been scored. Like, you know, I don't know how Suarez – like, I mean, he – that wasn't even close. Like, he tossed that thing. That was like a John Lester needing to flip an underhand kind of throw. I mean, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, that thing went into outer space, man. And if he had thrown it underhand, it probably would have been a much better throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, he didn't have to do anything to get that out there. That was easy. He and could have run just right at him and tagged him, probably. Yeah. Um, and then – um. The, the Sogard uh, scored Wilson, and then um, they had that squeeze play from Davies, that was yep. beautiful. That was uh, uh, the, the safety squeeze, and then um, that uh, India didn't cover, so uh, first base, so Davies is safe, and then the Sogard thrown out at third. But you know, I, you yeah, and then the two plan because two, yeah, because Sogard he thinks he's fast. He sees what Javi does. He sees Wilson. He sees these things. He's like, I could do that too. And then he finds out, no, 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 you can't. It's just like when Sogard went to the went towards center field and tried to throw that ball back, and it made it like halfway and rolled. Yeah, yeah you're like, <laughs> like Sogard's finding out, like these guys are a lot better than him. But the Cubs, I mean, they were uh, pounding out hits. That was fun to see. Uh, you know, t- two hits for Peterson and Bryant and Baez. Uh, one for Hap, two for Contreras, and um, even Patrick Wisdom got into the the act. Sogard had a hit. Davies, you know, that ended up being a hit. So, um, the, well, and it was it was hits. It was lots of hits, and then you know, and then you run into a homer, you know, which which helps. And that's the way I love to see the game played. I love to see these like lots of just balls in play, making things happen, and then. Ortega, because, yeah, right. But then, be, right, Ortega put the one in the basket, put the lotion in the put basket. the fucking lotion in the basket. But uh, yeah, so he, you know, he got a hold of that one. It was just a mistake, but the mistake comes because every fucking ball seems to be finding an open spot on the field. Yeah, yeah. Put it in play, see what happens, and then and that's what they were able to do a bunch. And then, um, you know, what was funny is uh, you know, Amir Garrett comes out. And, you know, because now there's been beef a bunch. And so the crowd was riding him, which was pretty fun. I kept – I was there with Alan uh, and uh, 
we we kept upgrading seats and we got kicked out of a few of them. You know, like I didn't see you guys come in. We're like, and Alan's like, oh, my phone died. That's uh, uh, terrible Irish accent. So he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, my phone died and I can't find me pot of gold. No, and he's like, uh, he's and he's and but they they didn't believe us. You know what I mean? We were hammered. You know, like you, you didn't tell him. No, I I had a mask on when I sat down. That's why you didn't. Yeah, know. that's why you didn't see. I, I'm, I'm scared of COVID. I lost my mask too. I I lost my mask and my phone is dead. So um, anyway, we 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 but we didn't take no for an answer. We just kept getting closer. <laughs> like we <laughs> we're like, oh, it kicked out of the 100 level. Let's make it down even lower. So we we did. We like we ended up pretty much right behind the visitors' dugout. Not right behind, but we got pretty far down. Had a good game, but I loved being in the expensive seats and seeing how those people live because they don't really know how to be at a baseball game that well. Like they don't cheer that much. They don't, you know, like they, they're, and then, so we're down there hammered. Nobody else is. And we're just like screaming at everybody. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I love it when they can hear me. Cause like when now I'm yelling at the players and they can hear me really well. Right. Know? There's only like 12,000 people. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So, uh, no, actually, it's 60%, and that was fun to, to feel that energy, um, too. I, was that – It's almost to, perfect. When, when did the 60% kick in? I thought that was just today. Nope, it's been all homestand. No, the whole – okay. I mean, since Friday. I mean, so. Right. Um, yeah, we're up to 60, and they still don't – and I saw a little, um, you know, banter on the uh, the Sun Rancho Ranchers page about uh, – when our tickets going to go on sale for the next homestand when they come back and play St. Louis after a West Coast swing. And um, th- that'd probably be this week. I bet you they're seeing if they can up that even more. There's one thing I did want to mention is that, uh, you know, I was, I went out and I met um, Dominic Galoro on Friday, he bought a Bleacher Bum Band uh, t-shirt, plug, plug, get one at uh, sunranto.com slash Bleacher Bum Get one at Dominic's house. He'd be it, willing to he's, sell it to you for a $5 profit. Yeah, he owns one XL and <laughs> you can go steal it from him. But um, no, I, I met him up with, hit up with him on Friday to deliver that. He was at the game. And then we were at Nisei Lounge, and uh, Bleacher Jeff was working the door. And now the new rules are, and this is what ble- both my hangs, Nisei and G-Man, are doing. If you're vaccinated, you show your card. So if you're going to come around Wrigleyville, um, have uh, your vaccination card at least on your phone, like a picture of it, at least. You don't have to have the real card with you. You know, just and then they match, you know, your card to your name on your license, which they're carding you anyway. So um, anyway, it, you, there's full capacity at if because it's completely vaccinated. Other places are not doing that, which means you still got a mask and they got different capacity rules. Right. So but Nisei and G-Man have decided to become vaccinated only establishments, at least on the weekends, like um, and during comes games. So just so, just so you know, um, I saw a lot of people uh, not have their vaccine cards on them and have to go and leave. I also saw a fucking old lady Trumper flick off Bleacher Jeff. <laughs> when Jesus is like, yeah, vaxxed only, you got your vaccine card. She goes, <sighs> and she flicked them off. And Jeff goes, bye. <laughs> it was great. It was great. But right. it's like, but, you know, screw her. and. um 
Anyway, how did I get on that? Oh, yeah, just because I wanted to you tell You were talking everybody. about Dominic and the bleacher bump yeah, and yeah. shirts. Yeah, because I wanted to tell everybody that bring your vaccine card. That's what – because uh, we we definitely needed it to get everywhere on uh, on when we were – that's how we – me and um, Alan got hammered. Well, and that's good because then, you know, because you're walking around and you see people you have no idea anymore – who might be, who might not. And if there's just one person at the door checking the cards or whatever, you can be 99% sure that it, it's good. You know, yeah, Dominic's actually listening right now and are watching. He says, that was an awesome sight to see a full bar being so responsible. Nice meeting you too. Yeah. And it, it's true. It was like really ex- like I went live in there on the sun Ranta super ranters page. Cause I was like, this is cool. Like, we all got the vaccine so we can all, it felt normal again. And I saw that, uh, Nisei tweeted out that they had their best, uh, day on Friday or Saturday since 2019 or yeah. something like that. So, I mean, you know, they, they, job creators, people like, you know, they, we need this, you know, and so, uh, they, they're not going to screw around with it, you know, and they're not going to let, yeah. They're not going to, I mean, that's and how I, and you, don't want I honestly, you can't go to Nisei. Sorry. And I honestly, I would love, I would just love to know that, like to have the world split up that way. No vaccine, get the fuck out, you know, and, you know, or the place that says you don't need your vaccine card. I just don't go to that place. Yeah, you know, like that would be just that. nice for me to know in general, like I go places and, you know, I feel comfortable. And then Bleacher Bum Band show on June 19th, that's also going to be uh, fully vaxxed, and we can go full capacity because of it. So that's – and I Good, because rant. I totally have not fucking bought my tickets yet, and I'm planning on going, and I'm just being procrastinating. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's great that it'll be full capacity uh, because that helps us considerably. You know, it's like if we got to – you know, if we got to uh, – you know, only let 35 people in there, which is what it's been. Well, that really sucks for us because, you know, now we can only make $300, which, you know, they take most of it. And then the, I mean, I have two checks for a hundred dollars that I have not cashed yet, you know, for that. We have to split five, four ways. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, you know, that where does that put me? Like I'm just working real hard. You if, know, if you ever wonder if you ever wonder why bands break up yeah. and and people go solo. We can afford that's it. Why? Yeah, <laughs> can afford it. So uh, I'm going to put up the pitching line from um, uh, Saturday. Davies two hits, pitched well, uh, went five innings. I wonder if they're going to be able to stretch him out a little bit more. Only 65 pitches, and uh, you know, I kind of was wondering like why. You know why? Why did you it, take it? Out? Really, it really feels like the kid glove sort of thing that uh, they did with Hendricks back in the day. Like, no, you're not. E- we're not even going to test a third time through but the line. Eighties is a veteran. Like, why are we? You know, I know. I mean, third time through the, I get it. That third time through the order, he's probably going to suck, and the game was tied at that point. So, it, or they had just tied it, right? When when did they get their their run? I don't know. Uh, in the sixth, they tied it right before the Cubs onslaught. Yeah, so, yeah and I think he was gone at that point. No, I I don't know. I I yeah, it he just, was gone. It just feels like he uh, he is just not going to get a chance to see anybody a third time. Yeah, yeah. and I, I guess I should mention that Rex Brothers broke the 
bullpen scoreless streak. Right. With yep. that, with that one. And Davies, I gave mean, up it makes sense if the game, you know, you're, you're holding on to that lead and you're trying to keep it and the bullpen's been amazing. It's not terrible, but then at that point you don't have everybody because you're using that bullpen a lot and you're bringing in Rex brothers. Yeah. And it wasn't a great situation. Yeah. But then in the next sitting, you know, they, they, they were really on, uh, you know, uh, Garrett, Amir Garrett, which was funny. And then he walked in a run, walked they, in a run. Loved then it. they, they, you know, and then they, you know, then, um, there's base hit by jock scored. Two, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, With yeah. This jump shot. I mean, everybody, yeah, everybody was hitting though. It was just great. What, what are you talking about? I, I was at the game, so I think I missed whatever. Oh, you're okay. About. So there, there's some video of like Javi talking shit. Like he was really into it. And he did like the, this like jump shot. Like when Amir Garrett got pulled from the game. Uh, so he was doing, and it, I mean, I don't know. They didn't say this anywhere, but if I'm seeing him do a jump shot, right? And Amir Garrett's leaving. I'm thinking and one because Amir Garrett walked in one run. Uh huh. So I, I got you. Yeah, it, it was fun. You know, everybody did notice. I mean, Javi is not shy. <laughs> no, no, no. And they got those guys got beef like they they just do. And so I, I you know. Unfortunately, we have to see them a lot, so I, hopefully it doesn't mean that Javi gets plugged in the ribs and then ends up uh, in Illinois like every other Cub player. With, it, <laughs> with an appendectomy. Yeah, exactly. He's just get, give an appendectomy with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> just get right under the ribs there. And then, uh, no, but I like this game, man. Everybody's hitting. It was a lot of fun, like seat upgrading, running around. I, I bumped into some guy like in a full A's uniform. Uh, he's a, a veteran. And uh, <laughs> and he was with another guy that was in a Seattle uh, Seattle Mariners sh- jersey. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And they just and the guy, the A's guy, is originally from Chicago. The so, full full A's uniform was like Ronnie Woo Woo's West Coast brother. Yeah, pretty much. And then that that guy, he he's like, hey, come hang out with us. He's like, we got to go to El Hardin, which is kind of an expensive but very old uh, Mexican restaurant right down Clark. There, I mean, they want like you know, $18 for tacos. It's a little bit much, but wow. like, yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, I saw the menu. I was like, fuck, I don't want to pay this much for tacos. I'm not even that hungry. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, no, I'm buying. So I was like, all right. So like Mr. A's guy bought. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even that hungry. I'm buying. Oh, I'll have two orders, please. Then there was an, uh, there was another guy there who's kind of on a date with this girl, but she didn't like him. And, uh, and, uh, she was like, she said something to Alan, like, uh, you know, I, you know I'm trying to get a cab. And so she left him. And she did. She got an Uber and she left. And we just kept hanging out with that guy who sulked the rest of the night. So we we gave him his first shot of Malort. <laughs> you know, because nothing, nothing will will mend a broken heart like, like a Malort. shot of Malort. Yeah, he'll 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 be real heartbroken today. Either that or nothing will push you over the edge. Oh yeah, no, it you, was you not. Drink that street, you might just go. Ah, let's just fucking end it. I, I think Alan got that girl's phone number too. <laughs> <laughs> It's freaking great. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Jeff was bartending until two in the morning, but we, I don't even know what. I, all I know is that I came home uh, after a great win, and Alan have been and I've been to a few real barn burners of games so far. Like we were on that other time that uh, who do we play the time that we scored like fifteen runs? Oh, was, uh, the Braves thirteen four. 
Is that the one you're talking was about? It that one, or yeah, it was on a Saturday as well. But it was a nice day anyway. We were at a couple of high scoring games, and we really had a good time. So, um, and then it came home and made a made a pizza at some point. But I don't really remember that part of the night. <laughs> it was still in the oven when you woke up in the morning. Oh yeah, my <laughs> my grandma used to tell stories about my uncle being like, he would do the craziest things as a teenager. He'd come home and make a pizza, start making a pizza, and fall asleep. And he didn't even eat the pizza, and it was burning, and it set off the smoke detector. He didn't even wake up. I was like, <laughs> Grandma, he was shit-faced. Like, what are you thinking? Like, she didn't even, even know. I'm like, uh, yeah, there's only one reason that happens to people. <laughs> right. If a pizza gets made, it gets ate. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're hammered and you pass out. You pass out before it's done, yeah. So, uh, and then um, – Maples closed that one. Maples closed that one. Uh, it, nice to see him uh, in low leverage situations. Well, yeah, they, they they saw the perfect opportunity. You know, they're like, oh, an eight-run lead? All right. We'll, yeah, we'll let you come out and finish this thing. Yeah. Uh, and then game three, I mean, I don't even want to talk about this game, but, I mean, Arietta wasn't good to start. You know, only lasted three Hold and on. two-thirds. I'm going to um, be back in 15 seconds. All right, I'm, gra- cool. I'm grabbing a beer. If we're getting into this fucking Arietta bullshit, then I know. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll tell everybody what happened. Uh, th- 3.2 innings, uh, six hits, five runs, although only two of them were earned, and uh, four walks, three strikeouts, gave up the uh, long home run to uh, uh, Eugenio Suarez. And, um, man, that was like that, that, that big home run. Uh, yeah, and I hadn't seen one like that in a while. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is having a bad year, but he had a really great hit today. I mean, that he crushed that ball to left. Oh, yeah, ball hawk. Do you ball know who got, got the it? ball? Who did? No, I'm asking if you knew who might have gotten that ball because it, it, it actually got out to ball hawk corner. So. Yeah, probably Dave. Ballhawk Dave might have got it, but he did. He he looked terrible. Um, you know, it was it wasn't good. Although they didn't hit the ball that hard off of him in the first inning, it was like that typical death by a thousand cuts, and they were just kind of like dumping it here, dumping it there. Some bad play, you know. Um, that just kind of screwed us, I think. In the end, um, Joe West was behind the plate, calling balls uh, six inches outside the strike zone, strikes, and uh, you know, once again, the umpiring was pretty crappy and. Yeah, I I actually tweeted about this. You know, everybody fucking uh, celebrating Joe West right now because he just broke the most yeah, umpired no. games ever and all yeah. this shit. He broke it. Now let, go go away. You're done. Go the fuck away. Yeah, exactly. And and my thought was, if I were being uh, honored for doing the exact same thing right now as I was 45 years ago, but worse, I'd be being honored for. Uh, shitting my pants constantly, but now I'd be doing it and it wouldn't be caught in the diaper. Like it'd just be all over the fucking place. <laughs> like it's, that's how fucking long ago it was, people. Joe West umped his first game when I was around a month old. Yeah. Like that's, that's wrong. He should not be fucking umping still. Yeah, no, that's that's too long, and and I and I guess he could just keep the job as long as he wants. You know, that's how umpiring works. And I thought to myself, I'm like, that's like a Supreme Court justice, or like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like a lifetime appointment to being an umpire once you get that job in a way. Like, I think it's, it's really hard to get fired. It seems like there would be 
some sort of, I don't know, some statistical way to figure out whether this guy is good or bad. Apparently, you know, like we've heard John Baker say, a lot of guys do like him, but just because he's personable and you enjoy him being back there doesn't necessarily mean he's good at his job. I mean, we've all met the guy and worked with the guy that you really like him, but you don't count on him to fucking get anything done right. I mean, Joe West is just like a character of the game, you know, and, you know, I've been entertained by him many, many times, especially when that, when he fell over and couldn't get up. That was really funny, (laughs) but (laughs) it was really funny, but uh, (laughs) sorry, I I wish you wouldn't have put that in my head. That's hilarious. (laughs) It was so funny. And then, but like, you know, it's, he's just like too old to be out there and just like, dude, and he he was missing calls. You know, he's, he's missed today. He was pretty bad behind the plate. He had very liberal strike zone, which like, you know, it's, it's just like, fine. If you're going to be that guy and have a liberal strike zone, but you're just going to create, and it was bad for both teams. I think, you know? Um, Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. On Twitter, the Reds fans were just as up in arms as the Cubs fans were, Uh but it's like, you know, it just, it, it just sucked. Like today sucked and you don't even made it worse. So I got, I had some clean, I did a bunch of painting of my house. And so I didn't really clean it up, you know, quite yet, you know, there's just some paint splatter on the ground. I got to scrape up and stuff. But so I'm like going around, like doing stuff like that. I'm all hung over. I'm scraping paint off the floor, listening to Zach Zaidman for nine innings, except for the fifth, where he took his little break like Pat does. And then Matt Spiegel came out, who has a very listenable voice. He has a great voice. I really like listening. I almost get like ASMR from it. I'm like, I'm zoning out on Matt Spiegel's voice. I told him so on Twitter, too. And I know Matt, but I didn't like, that's not how I like usually feel about it. But today it was just like, maybe it was the hangover. No, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I do believe that Spiegel has a better voice, like a better yeah. voice for calling the game. And I think he has a, I mean, he's got a better voice. He's got a better cadence and natural. And he's a fan. He, he's natural. He's a fan. And he's got sort of that old school feel for the language, right? Mm-hmm. He's not just calling balls or strikes. He'll say some stuff, but it's flowery. It's calliopes and sulicky, sulicky. There seems, to say the be, word there seems to be a disconnect between what Zach Zaidman is saying and how he's saying it. So, like, he's like, and there's a base hit in the left. Like, he sounds like a, a like a like an old Nintendo announcer, you know, on, on like a, a, a on a right. A, now, a, I a will say something. I'll say something here that will drive people crazy. I don't mind Zach Zayden. I don't mind him. He's not good, but he's not, I don't think he's terrible. He at least sticks to the game. Like I don't have to fucking wonder what the fuck's happening. Like yeah. I'm, he's not getting into stories and shit and, you know, and, and Coomer, he has the time to, talk and to do that kind of stuff but Zaidman sticks to the game and I appreciate that now yeah but bike spoke said in television RBI baseball yes. totally that is exactly what he sounds like he he is a bit like that I do agree and 
then when Spiegel comes in, you you see that there's a you know there's a there's a Zaidman level, and then there's a Spiegel level, and you're like, oh, I would much rather have this one, but just, I don't hate this one. It's Sunday, like I'm trying to relax and listen to a ball game, and <laughs> right. he is just on freaking crack, man. He's just everything's here, everything's really intense, and I'm like, dude, like, how do you keep that up for nine innings? Like, you're just like, it's just too too intense. Um. But uh, but he does at least you're right he does I do understand kind of what's going on with in the game except for I don't know whether he likes what is happening or doesn't like what is happening or right? he's not necessarily involved with my emotions like if it's a if like he says like a base hit for the Reds very similarly as he says a base hit for the Cubs you know so it's like yes that know, it's, in, I'm, I'm in, like what inning is it you know I can't tell <laughs> like I'm not I'm not in safe hands you know with like knowing what's going on in that way and yeah and I will I will totally agree with you there and then because uh, I was out working in the yard uh, fucking weed eating for goddamn ever today and then I went in and saw that Pat was on the TV and I sat and I listened to two innings, I think, of Pat on the TV, and it was wonderful. I will say it a million times. Quit telling Pat Hughes to sell chairs and banks and fucking water in some town west of Chicago, like whatever the fuck he's doing. Please have him stop doing that. He's so good. And then also, I mean, Dempster worked pretty well with him today. And sometimes they stop talking. Oh, my God. This is something that I have not been able to enjoy for a little while. Like, they tell you what you need to know. And then just for that little while, it's it's quiet. And I can hear... The, I can hear the people in the in the stands, and I can hear you know uh, maybe uh, somebody yelling for a beer or something. And, yeah, and then you know just the rustle and the the guys getting ready, the guys kicking dirt or something, and and you you feel the game, and it's the 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 lack of the talking when that goes down. I don't know if they turn up the volume on that or if it's just because all of a sudden you can hear it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. So it's the baseball nap, and and it and might only it, last thirty seconds, but man, it's a baseball nap in that little thirty second. You're like, this is fucking wonderful. Yeah, and then you hear me heckling Eugenio Suarez <laughs> real quick. <laughs> you suck, Suarez. Sit down, oh, you loser. <laughs> that's the worst. But it's in Pittsburgh. And they do that. They're like, you're watching a game at Pittsburgh, and they. You know, they stop talking for a minute and you hear the sounds of the game and then all of a sudden, woo, woo, woo. And you're like, shut the fuck Oh, yeah, the, up, the woo, dude. the woo people. Yeah, I know. It's like everybody's Roddy Woo out there now when they get drunk. A lot of uh, comments in the chat. Um, you know, Cub, Doge, 1981, Boogan, JD are god awful. Um, and I like this one, David Elliott says, Zach Zaidman sounds like a video game announcer who puts together scripted descriptions of plays like Mad Libs. <laughs> it is. It's like there's just no connect between. It's It, it does feel like very Mad Libs. And uh, Cub Dojo said, sports talk baseball for the Genesis was classic. I don't, never had one of Sega Genesis myself. I, I, I was a Nintendo guy and Atari, Nintendo, and then I 
became an adult. So I stopped playing for pretty much 20 years. So now I played the show. If anybody wants to follow me, I'm Sunranto on the show. Um, what, do, maybe, what are you playing that on? Uh, Bleacher Jeff gave me his PS4 because he got oh, okay. a PS5 with his stimmy. And uh, and so it's a, it's kind of broken a little bit. It's like it does like, you know, some pixelated weird stuff, but I could play enough. Um, been playing uh, my sister's kid. Like that's pretty much why I wanted to get it. Cause they, he's got a, you know, they, now they do cross platform. So you got okay. the, yeah, you can play if you've got a uh, PlayStation and you got a uh, Xbox. Oh, well maybe I need to jump on that because yeah, buy it. Uh, I've got an Xbox one. Mm-hmm. We could stream our games. We could stream <laughs> our games. That, that'd be a Patreon only. Watch me and Michael battle it out. In, a uh, dual perfecto, because neither one of us can hit the timing and, and get a hit. Yeah, I No, it's true. I didn't get a hit for like the first seven <laughs> innings before I figured it out against my nephew the other day. I used to be okay. I played on PSP uh, back in the day when I used to take the subway in, in uh, New York City all the time. And I played PSP, but I was like, eh, I should quit playing this and do something constructive. So instead, I learned Spanish. So that's better, though. I mean, it wasted all your time playing video games. But it is fun. That's a fun game. Um, and, now, and now Danny plays video games with people who speak Spanish. Yeah. Only. Exclusively. Only. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, today's game sucked. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, you know, Jake is – that's what he's going to give you sometimes. He's like the new uh, – somebody mentioned in the chat also the new John Lackey, which I think is a better comp than the new John Lester at this point, unfortunately. Does Jake eat children, though? I mean, yeah. that's that's the question. I don't I know. It's, some children hiding in that beard, I'll tell you that, that much. Beard. That beard. Yeah, it's a serious beard. Going on. Maybe he needs to. Maybe he needs to get the, the beard under a little more control. It's throwing off his equilibrium, right? It's too much. Yeah, it's too big of a beard. You're not going to be happy when it gets hot. He's got that crossbody firing action, and when the beard is too big, you know, especially on a windy day, who knows what's happening? He, you know, catches that wind. He's getting pulled left when he's trying to go right. You never know. Yeah. Either way, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You, if you give up five runs, and they're not all earned, like we said, but uh, you know, you're not gonna win a lot of games, especially when the offense was so incredibly anemic. They didn't even get a hit till the fifth, I think. And they threat <laughs> only threatened a couple times, and then they only only ended up with four hits. So, I mean, they they just didn't. I mean, they offensive explosion yesterday, and just anemic today. But I, but uh, you got another hit from Chris Bryant, so. It's eleven game hitting streak for him right now, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if they talked about it on the um, Cubs broadcast, but I think Castellanos is on like a fifteen or sixteen game hitting yeah, streak. Yeah, I, I wrote too. it somewhere in here, but I didn't mention it. Uh, um, yeah, uh, because this isn't a Reds podcast, so fuck yeah, him. Yes, but yes, you know, he's sixteen he's sixteen game hitting streak. That'd be nice to have him right now. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I mean, do we need a right fielder? No, uh, yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, we're we're gonna get <laughs> everybody gonna get can play back. right field for the Cubs, I guess. Uh, I mean, we're, we're gonna get Hayward back at some point. I don't know how close is Hayward. Do you right. know? You talked yeah, to him. <laughs> you talked no. to him recently. <laughs> I, how's the hammy, Jay? Hey, yeah. you know. I mean, they they haven't really said like nobody said. He's just kind of sitting there in the dugout, like hanging out with like old old ass Rizzo. Yeah. Um, uh, Bike Spoke wants to know what is the Cubs' record without Hayward. I believe they're like 
10 over 500 when he's not in the game. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Something crazy. Uh, but I don't know. He, I, don't, I don't think it was on Hayward that they weren't playing great. Yeah, I mean, Jay, hey, I mean, let's face it, you know, that he had a good year last year and, you know, that was just a weird year forever. He was the only one that had a good year. Everybody else sucked and he was good. And then, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's it, it really is kind of a sunk cost at this point. Um, nobody, yeah, nobody's going to want that. Yeah. Um, so the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download it at the iOS store. Today, uh, create a profile, link your Twitter, and uh, you know, join us. Join the baseball group, join the Cubs group, and follow at Sunranto Show. And uh, you can hear us every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Have a conversation that you can join into. We talk about different things about baseball, about the Cubs, whatever we're thinking about. So uh, come on, do it. Locker Room app. Get it done, iOS users. And uh, we'll see you this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Well, I do want to mention that I did bring up uh, we are supported by uh, just over 100 people on Patreon.com slash Sunranto. So if you want to support us, that's how you do it. And um, I'm always trying to think of ways to kind of enhance um, you know, what Patreon patrons get. So as far as uh, be, and it's only a dollar to join and then you get the show early and ad free and all that stuff. But uh, one idea I I had recently is because I, uh, you know, make all these uh, graphics, stuff like this, you know, here's uh, Chris Paddock. He's starting for the Padres tomorrow. uh, And here's his game logs. Well, it's all called that. I named the files that and I was like, why don't I share this to the Patreon patrons? Because then they can see all the things we talked about and pull it back up before the game. Oh, here's what the Cubs did against Paddock. And you can see that there's not a lot, but Jock Peterson has two home runs. But, you know, you can, I'm going to include that with the uh, Patreon uh, podcast that I put out tonight, as opposed to uh, if you're not a Patreon person, where well, you got to l- listen to it tomorrow at some other time, or sometimes I don't even get it out for another day or two. Um, so, that's so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share all those files and they're all named what they are. Is it Williams games, Paddock games, Padres versus Williams. You'll get it. And, uh, and you'll be able to see all those, all those things. And, um, you know, you won't have to look them up yourself because I already did it. So join us, patreon.com slash sunranto, and you can have access to that stuff as well. Um, and our show notes and everything that we talk about. Not that they're that informative, but they kind of are. Sometimes yeah. there's little jokes in there. Um, so uh, let's talk about the Padres, and uh, they're really good. That's a good baseball team up there in San Diego, or out there in San Diego. They're, yeah, they are really good. Uh, a lot of people are starting to compare them to the 15, or they're starting to compare the NL West to the 2015 NL Central, in which the Cubs were the highest winning team ever to come in third place with with 90s. like 97 victories. Yeah. So, uh, and they're wondering if that's going to happen because San Francisco is playing out of their mind. Like yeah, nobody yeah. expected them. And then you got the Dodgers who everybody expected. And we've seen the Padres coming for a while. I think the Padres are the, probably the most pissed about San Francisco being good this year. Yeah. 
Cause yeah, because they might not even get a wild card. <laughs> you know, like if San Francisco like can can continue to perform like they have been, and they they could put the Padres in third. I, they, well, I, the, I wonder if it's going to be that sort of three teams out of the same division situation. I mean, it, it, it's a long season. We still got a long way to go before. I mean, it, it, I just know it's not going to come out of the central. <laughs> you know, we know that you got to win this division. We no only doubt. have 111 games left, Danny. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it, I mean, the fucking season may as well be over now. Yeah. <laughs> so no, they're a good team. 34 and 20. They are in first place right now. A game up on San Fran and two on LA. Uh, they just beat Houston two or three, and they split with Milwaukee. Um, but right before that, at home, they had a nine-game winning streak, um, and um, they're actually playing two games b- behind their Pythag. So, so they could be better, is what yeah, you're saying. It could be better. Um, offensively, here's what they're they're, they're actually uh, the Cubs have a higher team OPS than the Padres do, um, which kind of came as a shock. Um, but the Cubs have it hit eight more home runs is probably why uh, the Padres, they take a ton of walks. They're second in walks in the majors. The Cubs are ninth. Uh, the Cubs strike out a lot and the Padres don't. Eighth, eighth worst the Cubs are and uh, the Padres are eighth best. The Padres are number one in stolen bases. So expect um, really to get a lot of action. Hopefully it won't be a stealing it off the pitcher kind of situation. Give them a, give them a chance, but that they've stolen uh, the Cubs have dropped to sixth now in stolen bases. They were fourth for a long time. And then, but they've stolen 28 more bases than the Cubs. That's a lot. And they've stolen 21 more bases than the next closest team. Who's the Royals? So it's not even close. They're like eighty-five Cardinals base stealing kind of people. You know what I mean? Did um, you see? Uh, since we're going to talk about stealing here for a second, did you see that horrendous strike him out, throw him out? Uh, Chris Bryant trying to steal second. Yeah. Chris Bryant is good at a lot of things. I don't know if stealing bases is one of them. Holy shit! He got he got pegged like a mile from the base and the slide wasn't even good. I was seriously sitting there watching him go. And I thought to myself, he's going to die. Yeah. He's, he's going, going to get hurt. Yeah, no, I had same thought, same thing. <laughs> Cause he went in head first and I had the same thought. And then, um, but uh, yeah, it did not look good. He's a great base runner, base stealer. Not so much. So well, right. Base stealing something. Have you ever, I, I was trying to figure out, if I had ever even seen him attempt to steal a base, have you? Sure. I, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look him up because I fucking saw it and I'm like, I don't remember KB ever stealing a base <laughs> unless it's like one of those situations where it's like late in the game and you know the game's over and it's like a you know defensive indifference sort of bullshit. But yeah. I know he's done it. It just he it doesn't do it a lot. Long yeah, fucking yeah. time. And I, when I saw it, I was like, I don't remember him actually in a really close game, really trying to do something like that. Now, what's interesting, I think, about the Padres in their base stealing too is that it's not just one guy. It's not like on the Washington Nationals where it's like Trey Turner steals bases and like nobody else really does. Um, it 
on they spread it around. Like their top base dealer is Fernando Tatis Jr. with twelve, but then you got Jerks and Profar. Their left fielder's got nine, and then there's a you know a couple guys with six: Machado and Fam. Uh, Trent Grisham's got seven, and so like it's kind of, and then a couple guys got four. Even Hosmer, the first baseman, is stealing four bases. So it's it's interesting that uh, they're just. I think they just that's the team they are by default. Like, and so their average and their OPS isn't really high, but they're making a lot of. There is average as far as the major league goes, uh, the major leagues go, but um, you know they're making it happen in other ways because their best hitter Trent. Uh, is uh, Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. with an OPS over a thousand? Uh, he's got 15 home runs, but he's the only one over 10 home runs right now on the team. Um, they, that's another thing they kind of well, spread around. They also play in a giant ballpark. That's a that's yeah. a pitcher's ballpark. So it is. Uh, at this point in the season, I could kind of see that anybody who plays in San Diego, you know, they're going to struggle to hit a lot of homers. Same with like Detroit or whatever. Well, and Trent Grisham is the only one with it with an OPS over 800, besides Fernando Tatis Jr. with 898. And um, you know, I I would say that you know it's just a maybe a, I guess it's a well it's a well rounded offense, and they regardless of their averages not being real high and stuff. Um, they do score quite a few runs because they've scored 24 more runs than the Cubs, and they've scored the fifth most in the majors despite having an OPS that's uh, pretty middle of the road. To be fair, they get to play the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, who are two of the absolute biggest dog shit teams mm. that has ever played in this league. Yeah, but they also have to play really good teams. Like they have to play better teams than the Cubs have to play. Like that, that's true. you know, if we had to, I mean we although we did sweep the Dodgers, you know. Um so it's worked out okay. Um the and, but here's how they're winning. The pitching uh for the Padres has been great. As you said it's pitchers park, but their 269 team ERA nice is number 1 in the majors. And the that, Cubs that actually I'm sorry, Danny, you said 269. I, said I think two, that's Nice, nice. So yeah. there's two of them. So, uh, yeah, Eury is number one in the majors. I said that weird. Eury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like turned Swedish chef all of a sudden for no reason. Um, Cubs is 372. But uh, let's talk about the bull penises. Is uh, the, uh, the Cubs and Padres bull penises are uh, number one and two in the majors. 235 for the Padres ERA. So, uh, and a 281 for the Cubs bullpen uh, right now. That's really good. <laughs> the Cubs haven't given up a run. You know, the Cubs bullpen didn't give up a run for what, 30? Like a month. Six straight innings or some shit like that. And they're just like, now 281. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't good before. <laughs> they were, oh, it was. People forget this was a terrible team for the first two weeks. No, yeah, no, it was <laughs> historically bad. You know, it's like Lee Elia yelling at the press bad. So let's take a look at the Padres bullpen. Uh, Craig Stammen has taken the most innings uh, so far. 
uh, with 30.2 innings, and he's got a .98 whip. So we really don't want to see him. Uh, Mark Melanson's on this team with a .95 whip and has held hitters to a 167. And, when it comes uh, to whip, this whole fucking bullpen has yeah, a great whip. They just don't, they don't, yeah, they just don't put dudes on, I guess. Um, you know, uh, Tim Hill at one, uh, who I've never even heard of, Nabil Chrismat. At 136, which is decent. Um, Emilio Pagan. Like, I've never even heard of these guys. Yeah, and, and the worst whip, you know, the the walks and hits per innings pitched, for people who are wondering what we're saying, uh, is 150, and that's two different guys. But, like, literally everybody is – so that's one and a half runners per inning based on, you know, what they're doing. Everybody is below that. That's That's – I mean, and then wait till we see the Cubs whip. <laughs> well, and uh, the Cubs, and you see who's in there is Pierce Johnson, an old uh, Cubs farmhand. He's doing really well, and, uh, you know, the Cubs just kind of let him go. They, yeah. You know, they, he was selected off waivers by the Giants, then got free agency in 2018, and now he signed as – I mean, it was a while ago, you know, that he was with us. But, you know, now he's, I guess, working out as a pretty decent arm. He's – He's got a 16 innings pitched and a one uh, held hitters to a 190. So and it's just, it's just a lights out bullpen. They're number one in the league, and that's and they're doing it with dudes you've never even heard of. Hey, hey, so are we? Tommy yeah, Nance, oh. like nobody knows who he is. Cub, so. Cub Doge, 1981, helping us out a little bit. 38 and the third innings mm. for uh, without giving up a run. I mean, Rex Brothers. Yeah, that's happened. that's a shit ton of. Game that's that's over three full games, no runs. Yeah. Um. So the uh, the Cubs they're, they're still walking everybody, even though their bullpen's good. They uh, fourth most walks. Uh, Padres are tenth, so they'll walk you. Uh, Padres and Cubs are first and second in strikeouts as well. So um, the Cubs are fourth best in not giving up home runs, though. And Padres are just average. So, uh, I mean, now here's where you got to get to them, uh, the defense. The Padres have committed the second most errors in the major leagues. So you have to take advantage if that happens. We did it against the Reds this weekend. You got to do it. Um, You got to do it. Well, you did it in one game against the Reds anyway, but you did it against the Pirates too. And, uh, you know, we got to – this is just has to to be how it goes, like – they're going to throw the ball away, and then you need the big hit, you know? Well, in in our favor, I guess, a little bit, uh, Cubs Stradamus reached out to me and reminded me that they're playing a 120 game tomorrow, and the Padres have to travel. Yeah. So Two that's day an, games. That's an early fucking game for them after travel. I mean, imagine West Coast to the – I think they were on the West Coast, weren't they? Yeah. So, but we don't yeah. have a starter, Michael. <laughs> we we have no we starter. We don't have a starter, but they're playing a game at eleven twenty. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's. I'm saying it's. Hopefully, that will work in our favor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we I still mean, have. Regression is a powerful thing, Danny. Yeah. T- and this tittles, time it works in our favor. Yeah. Well, we we still got tittles. Tittles Bob Dingleberry going. So like we I just just looked at it. So good good luck to us. Um yeah, I guess I should uh progression is a really powerful thing. In this case, it works in our favor. Yeah. Um so 
Uh, I don't know who's pitching for us tomorrow, but I do know the weather is going to be real nice. Uh, 74 degrees, a couple clouds in the sky, but uh, the weather will be very pleasant. And uh, for the day game, uh, Tuesday should be nice too, 73 degrees, a little bit more sun. That's a night game. I believe it starts at 640. Oh, no, no, we're back to 705s. Okay, game starts at 7. 705. Yeah, which I'm glad of. And uh, you can also, like, right before that game, you could tune in on the Locker Room app and uh, hear our conversation. I don't know. What, what do you want to talk about this week? We were going to do um, unwritten rules, weren't we? We were going to do that last week, and then I forgot that I was uh, going to be gone doing other bullshit. So, yeah, we'll talk about unwritten rules. I think yeah, that's great. And Tuesday in the Locker So join that. You, ha- you have to have an iOS device to do it. But, uh, yeah, tune into the Locker Room app, and uh, you can hear us. And then Wednesday for another day game, it might rain and 65 a little cooler. So well, hopefully they get that one in. I got tickets to that one as well. So I think – I, I, I hope it. I hope the rain. I hope the rain goes away because I do not want to sit in the rain. I'll tell you that much. And then, um, all right. So Chris Paddock is going for the Padres, and here's what he's done this year. Uh, last couple outings been really good against Seattle and Milwaukee. He won both. He's he actually won his last four, and um, he went. Uh, although I don't think he gets the win for only going three innings against uh, the Giants. But uh, no, his last two outings were good. He only gave up one run in each one of them. Um, uh, and he um, went six innings, and he struck out six in one of them. He struck out two in another. Uh, but he had a couple of rough outings. He started out rough. He gave up five in a couple games against Milwaukee and Arizona. So you can get to him, but he's had a really good May. Um, and the Cubs really haven't seen him that much except for Jock Peterson, who has two dongs off of him, uh, and but only a batting average of 143 because uh, two hits and 14 at-bats, but both are homers, and then nobody else has seen him much. Uh, Rizzo and Bryant have a hit, only three three at-bats, two at-bats. Like It seems like one game. Um, and then we don't know who's going to play for the Cubs. So I had, uh, you know, Williams was going to, but lost his appendix and Godspeed. And then in game two, Padres throwing out a guy called Ryan Williams. And uh, it's kind of going to be an opener situation. I don't think he's going to get through the too, mu- too much more than maybe two times through the order as possible. But he's been really good for him. He's got a 131 earned run average. Um, he gave up zero runs in four innings and struck out five last time he went out there. So against Milwaukee and uh, against Seattle, he only gave up one run. Um, the most he's gone all year is uh, 5.2 innings against L.A. So I don't know if that was an aberration. 89 pitches in that one. So see how they use him. Um, the Cubs have never seen him. So, you know, we'll flail away aimlessly for a good eight innings and then maybe somebody <laughs> will run into one. Uh, and then uh, Kyle Hendricks is going out there on Tuesday night. And um, – he was decent last time against Pittsburgh. Gave up three runs, seven innings. Uh, you know, he's given up. His last three outings have been decent. You know, you you hope he gets a little bit more lights out. His ERA is 463. You hope that you get a stretch of Kyle, I think, where um, he's just a little bit more like the dominant Kyle that he used to be. Right. Um, so, and then uh, the Padres, Will Myers has seen him the most. He's got a triple off of him. But um, it's pretty average. 
how they do against them, a 262 batting average, couple of dongs by Fam and Hosmer. So nothing to see here. It's all very average. And then uh, Dinelson, uh, Lamette, uh, he's going to go out there in game three. And this will also be kind of an opener bullpen situation because he hasn't gone more than three innings in a game. What did uh, you say his name was? Uh, Dinelson Lamette. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I thought that's what you said, and then I was like, nobody's nobody's fucking name is Denilson. Oh yeah, it is. Denilson Lamette's name is Denilson. <laughs> Damn straight, it is. Oh, I that that's an insult. Like at some point, you saw somebody you like you fucking Denilson. That's it. I mean, his dad's name was Denil, so his son of Denil <laughs> Denilson. <laughs> Don't you understand, Michael? My um, my bad, my bad is yeah, Dental Junior. Dental Junior. Well, he's from uh, uh, Santo Domingo. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's some name <laughs> from down there. Uh, three innings pitches, most he's done. Uh, he gave up two last time against Houston, who they just played in Houston, and um, and uh, May twenty second, he gave up one run in three innings, but he struck out five. So. Dude's got good stuff. The Cubs have seen him. Jock's seen him the most. Got two home runs off of him as well um, of his three hits in 10 at-bats. And then uh, nobody else has really done much of anything. Rizzo's over five. But he's I – mean, when's Rizzo going to come back? Like, this day-to-day thing has got to, like, be over soon, right? Yeah, it's weird because he was on uh, Kaplan's show the other day and said he was in the lineup only to find out later that he was not in the lineup and hasn't been since. So I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure is like, is Rossi just sort of doing a thing where like, as long as we're winning, we're going to keep you out of the lineup. And then now that they've lost, he's like, okay, now you can go back in. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, in the wins and loss columns, it has not hurt them to have him out. And so you give him more time because you're winning, right? Yeah. Like you don't need to push him back in order to spark the offense. Uh, that being said, we're out of guys. He's got to come. We're back. out. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be ready for something. And I mean, KB has been serviceable at first base, but he is clearly not good. At that position, yeah, like he, no, he, he's better out in the outfield, I think, at third base. Yeah. Um, and and you know, you, you just, I mean, it's pretty impressive what Chris Bryant has done. He's definitely increasing his value for himself and for, um, you know, possible trade or whatever. Yeah, that's not really a knock on Chris Bryant no, saying no. that he's, he's not as good as a fucking platinum glove winner at first base. He's just he looks awkward out there because he doesn't play that side of the field. So yeah. like there's certain times where the ball kind of gets on him a little quicker because he's just moving the wrong way or something, you know, but yeah. he hasn't, I mean, it, it's amazing that he's got the athletic ability to switch around and play so many positions that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be good at him when he first starts, which is what he's doing right now. Yeah. So, and it hasn't hurt his bat. 
at all. No, he's on a huge really hit streak, and he's playing everywhere. I mean, it's a pretty inc- impressive what Chris Bryant's doing this year. Um, and and- uh, everybody who, who talks shit, you know, like, oh, you know, all these people who say Chris Bryant's bad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, come on, people. He wasn't good for a while. Yeah, he Yeah, wasn't. he was injured. He was doing things wrong, you know. And when he says, oh, I'm not doing anything different, bullshit. He's, he's got... Uh, he's got a different approach. It looks like he's got a B swing hack, right? Yeah. Like that seems to be the biggest difference between the Chris Bryant of old and the Chris Bryant. Now it seems like he's, he's got a different approach with the two strikes and he just puts that ball into play a lot of times rather than whiffing through it the way that he has in the past. Yeah. He's getting base hits. I mean, I, I, Maybe I'm maybe I'm seeing that different. Is that what you think that you're seeing? The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. But why do you not sponsor the Sun Ranto Show? All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and for as little as a dollar a month, you will get the show early and ad-free. Plus, there are perks at every single level, like music and photography. You can get your name in the show. We'll even advertise for your business, if uh, you'd like, at uh, certain Patreon levels. So join us today. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And also, would you mind shopping through our affiliate links? That would be great. If you go to Sunranto.com slash shopping, if you uh, do stuff on, if you order things through Amazon or the MLB shop, NFL, NBA, Zazzle, Lids, MLS, Reebok, StubHub, you just click on our links. And then after you do that, we get a little bit of kickback from every sale that uh, that we we give so please go to sunranter.com slash shopping and uh, do all your shopping through us that'd be awesome because it doesn't cost you an extra dime but it helps out the show okay so um uh, back to the show uh I'm, no I, I i think he's doing it all like i think yeah. it, 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 offensively right now i feel like he's he's just um he actually within himself has become a more diverse hitter I yeah, don't know he, how he did he it. has he made, made adjustments though, right? Yeah. Like you think he's made adjustments. Well, they, yeah, they say, oh, his stance is a little not as crouchy as it used to be, and he changed something. You know, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, maybe it's not as much of an uppercut as it used to be. I mean, you know, it's but he, he did a few things, and I think that the approach is different. He's, he does not selling out all the time. He definitely has more singles, um, which isn't always great. You know, I mean. Well, but that, but that's the one part of the game he actually needed, Mm -hmm. right? Like he, he could take a walk anytime he could take a, he could uh, hit a home run anytime. He seemed to be amazing with those things, but those, you know, not to say he wasn't getting singles or whatever, but now it seems like in the spots where you expect him to do anything, he's not taking that walk. He's getting that single. He's getting that hit, which makes more things happen. Well, he's batting three twenty-two. I mean, that's yeah. really uh, incredible. Like, I don't think any, even in his MVP, I mean, that's like nearly 50 points higher than his MVP year. And he's got 11 dogs on the season. So he's running into the big shot. So he's doing everything well right now. He's well, got and- 15 doubles, no triples yet, but I mean, and 23 walks in 204 plate appearances. So, um, and he's he's not and he's striking out struck out 
less than 25% of the time. We're, we're so, going to have to do a little bit more of a, I think I want to go a little dive on KB dive on and, where he's been in the past and where he's at now, because it's a good idea. He, we should, he feels much. It feels much different when he goes to the plate now. Right. Yeah. Like, he changed his stance. We've yeah, been told. It, and I, I agree. He did change it a little bit. It's not a huge change. He's not up there swinging his bat around and like doing a hip thing, like in humping the air, like Rizzo or something, but like, it's just, it's slightly different. He just seems like, you know, when people ask him about it, he's like, I'm not doing anything different. Everything is yeah. the same. You know, it's just, you know, it's a, that's bullshit. Yeah. He's a different person when he's up there. He seems different to anybody who watches the games a lot. There's something he, he's like, he's like you say, I think he, he's not selling out as much. You know, it was like, he was the three true outcomes, right? Like he was the living embodiment of it. Javi more so, but yeah, yeah I mean, he, he definitely, well, he I always, no, the walk, but ha, yeah, Javi is not a three true outcome. He's a two true outcome. Two true He's outcome, a strikeout yeah, or, you know, whereas KB actually had the three, he would take so many walks. Yeah. He still and does. He, he still takes a lot of walks, but you know, I, it feels like he's much more ready to get that base hit than to take a walk this year than he has been in the past. Yeah. And I also think he's just healthy and that now he's I mean, just that makes it coming into his own. I mean, right now is when he's going to be as he's playing his maybe the best ball of his career right now. Yeah. So, and we'll take it. and we'll somebody on this podcast said that, that was going to be the fucking case. Me. I said, <laughs> I don't remember that. I said, KB is going to have a fucking year because he hates the Cubs. He is going to yeah. rub it in there. He's going to go to the goddamn, he's going to like fucking sign with the Cardinals for like 84 million for, for 10 years. Just to fuck <laughs> it's with like them. 8 million a year. That's plenty for me. I'm fine. <laughs> so, and uh, they'll get two draft picks from that as well. Adbert Alzali is going to go out there, and we already talked about him and how he gave up no runs against uh, Cincinnati in that really cold game. Um, and he's coming along. He went seven innings the time before against St. Louis, gave up uh, two runs, and unfortunately had to take the loss because the Cubs couldn't hit that game either. But, you know, they're stretching him out, man. He had 103 pitches uh, this last time, and I mean, he's really the only one that's doing that right now. Uh so, I guess Hendo a little bit, but yeah, H- Hendricks they will give him. What's Hendo's a, top one hundred and five on the year? Yeah, they'll give him some some leeway, but nobody else. I really like what I, Adbert's doing. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, who does it? That's a stupid fucking thing to say. I I really like when a pitcher pitches really well. Yeah, that's one of the things I like about baseball. No, I mean, I, I think I know what you mean, like how it's kind of special because we have not seen a homegrown pitching prospect come up and succeed. We just haven't seen it. Like Jen Hotsang was a disaster. Then you had the dude that's on the Pirates now that never really worked out, Underwood. And, like, you know, it, so it's just nice to, that I'm like, oh, this guy could really be a guy. This pitch lab thing seems to be working. And I know that, you know, we talked to Greg Hoos from Growing Cubs podcast, and like he was high on a lot of these arms that we've never heard of, and now we're getting a chance to see. So, yeah. um, you know, it it's cool because we didn't really know – because you don't know how it's going to play. 
You you know, at the major league level, like you could see a guy, oh, he's got a 1.2 ERA and a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, and then he comes up to the majors and walks everybody. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like how many times have we seen that? And so you're like, all right, you know, now you might actually have a situation where you have a, a couple guys that might work out. But then again, it's bullpen guys. They're only out there inning or two, year to year. Well, and, and Adler change. was having those issues, right? Like he was coming in and starting games and not doing well. But then when he would come in in relief in like the second or third inning, it would go well. Then he was doing well. And it seemed like the thing that was holding him back seemed to be mental. Yeah. And now that doesn't seem to be the case with him at all. Yeah. No, it's great. And, and maybe it's just getting older and all that comes with it. Hanging out with Arietta, who is uh, seemingly mentoring him. So that's all very good. I mean, when is Adbert going to have a beard? <laughs> I mean, maybe when he turns 28 or something, yeah. because right, he's pretty baby faced, that kid. So, you, you know, Arietta's like, the first thing you need to do, you need to grow the, you need to grow a big fucking beard. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't grow a beard. He's like, okay, well then, I guess, I guess, just get better at pitching. Let's yeah. work on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to that game on uh, Wednesday, and and now it's kind of getting that situation where when Adbert's on the mound, I'm excited to go to that game. You know, like more so than some of the other guys who I've seen pitch a, a whole lot. You know, which you know, I look, I love being at a Kyle game. You know, it's great and everything, but. I've seen him pitch a lot. Like I'm really excited to see something new as a fan. You got to switch that. Got to switch that shit up a little bit. You got to switch your plates. So, um, but the Padres have never seen him. So we'll see how they do with Adbert stuff. I mean, there obviously is more of a scouting report on him the more he pitches. So, um, no, but I'm I'm really excited about it. And um, so uh, let's. T- I just want to talk real quick about you know the stretch that's coming up. We kind of mentioned it earlier. This is it's, ugly. It's ugly, guys. Uh, you got Padres for three at home. Then the dreaded West Coast road trip where you play some of the hottest teams in baseball, including the Padres again. So you face the Padres twice in a week. Um, and then you have – and then you're done. But you got San Francisco right in the middle of it. And it's just always tough uh, out there. You know, you get, get the time change. This um, is another one of those that you just do not understand how the MLB schedule makers make the schedule. Like this doesn't fucking a. You're going to see San Diego six times in one week. Oh no, that's that, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, six times in 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 one week, and then finally you you had you don't have an off day until June 10th. So it's going to be a while, and it's just tough because, you know, the Cubs are really banged up and you're facing really good teams. And then it doesn't get any easier. You come – now it gets really stupid uh, in June uh, because you come home, you got the 10th off, you come home, you face St. Louis three games, and then you back out on the road for only four games when you face the Mets. Uh, So you go to New York. Then – you uh, come back home. You got Miami and Cleveland for five games. Then you go back. Now, this is the really dumb one. You go play four on a weekend in L.A. Then you came come home. Or no, no, then not kind of home. Uh, I mean, kind of home, yeah. yeah. Milwaukee. You got Milwaukee on the road, and then that ends the month. But, I mean, at the, the old uh, – Los Angeles, Milwaukee road trip to freaking finish. <laughs> right. Uh, we're, we're, 
We're going to see San Diego twice uh, in one week, but we're not going to see the Dodgers. Like, yeah, I mean, this is the schedule from hell. If, like, I get it. Whatever. So we got San Diego. We go to San Francisco. We see San Diego again on the road. What is it that does not allow them to then just play the Dodgers? You know, like, yeah, just, just, yeah, just like let us play the Dodgers next after you play San Diego. Just do that classic, like, West Coast 10 dayer when you're just praying to go 500. You you remember back in the day, they did that shit all the time when there was a, you remember, balanced schedule. So, yeah, before you played AL too. Yeah, some of you people out here don't even understand what we're talking about. There was a time when we played the Dodgers just as much as we played St. Louis. Like, it was a what they called a balanced schedule, and the Cubs would go twice a year. They would go to the West Coast and be there for, like, a week and a half, ten days. Yeah. Yeah, no, they'd be gone forever. It's like – and. Uh, it, the, and if you're a little kid, those games are not too late to even. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd be lucky to catch the first inning, you know, before it was bedtime. Um, but you know, it's it's a tough stretch. There's not a uh, see. Miami is the only team I think that we face that's under 500 in this whole bunch. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Cleveland's at. They're but in second got, place. And we got kind of handled by they're them. Twenty eight, twenty three. Um, so that's pretty much what the Cubs are. The Cubs are twenty nine and twenty three. Um, and we, and we already faced them too, but either way, uh, and Mets are in first place, right? Mets are in first place, even though they don't score any runs. Right. That, I was, I was looking at the Mets. I'm like, the Mets seem like they're the easiest team to play in this stretch, but they're in first place. They're in first place and we swept the Mets. And, um, I mean, we might as well do it again. Remember in 2015, we swept all the games from the Mets and then went and got swept by them in the uh, NLCS. Did it at the wrong time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a really, really tough month. I think right now where you sit, where you're sitting at uh, you're 29 and 23, you, you're, so you're six games above. You just played really well for a good stretch. If you can get through June – and have a, you know, five, I don't know how many games we're playing. Let's, let's say, let's say they're playing, you know, I guess I 14 and 14. Uh, if you could get through June at 14 and 14, I would against all these great teams. I think you've done your job. You've done as well as you could possibly do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, this, is a, this is a rough month. So, uh, so I, I, I love this, this new drop that we're doing, so I'm, I'm going to play it. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our rectal. Yes. Now, you, <laughs> she's got like a bit of a, a weird, you know, one of those like whistle, whistle talks. There's people like, that talk like this. Yeah, because she yes. said Yes. But she was smiling too much to actually close her mouth. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She was way too <laughs> excited about taking it rectally. So where where are you at? How are you feeling about this team? I mean, what are you thinking about the series? What do you think we could do against the Padres? Oh my God! Uh, I am hoping that the Padres come in. Yeah, it, it's just so hard because you don't know who's 
even going to be playing for the Cubs. We literally have no idea who's pitching. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it, it's hard. I hope that just coming in and being a little bit off kilter, Cubs can take two out of three from the Pirates. But I could easily see Padres. Or, I said, yeah, I said Pirates. Padres. I, but I could easily see the Padres coming in and sweeping them because – who again? We don't know who's pitching. We don't know if Rizzo's playing. We we do know that half the team is on is in Illinois. Yeah, you know. So it's it's fucking tough, man. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, we're if, running out of guys. It's hard. If it's I hard. were if I were betting, I wouldn't put a fucking dime on this series because it could go either way. Yeah. It could. I mean, Padres are a really tough team, so one of the best teams in baseball. And the only reason I say it could go either way is because the Cubs just came off a six-game winning streak when all of this was kind of happening, and we probably didn't think they were going to be doing that. But that was Pirates-Reds, and we're now hitting, you know, Padres. Yeah, real teams, yeah. But we beat, you know, swept the Dodgers, we swept the Mets, so we shall see. Um, it's going to be tough and we'll have a lot of late nights. I think, uh, this weekend we'll be, we're all going to be up really late, uh, watching those giants games. So but probably have some fun in the chat. And th- those night owls that like to stay up getting drunk, <laughs> watching baseball games, which I know there's a few of you out there that like doing that. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get with you. Um, I, I want to mention too, that tickets, for the tailgate are on sale and it's uh what we're going to do is we're going to go up to milwaukee on september 18th with the club 400 podcast and uh i mean club 400 not just the podcast but the whole thing that is club 400 um stuart mcvicker and crew um i know that we've sold, i think we've almost sold 50 tickets already so get in on it because we're going to buy it friday and Unfortunately, we have to do it ahead of time, you know, because it's group tickets. If we all want to sit together in a big section and roll deep in there, we got to get our tickets now because, I mean, it's going to sell out. You know, it goes on sale this week. So we're going to have first pick of the litter here, which is really good. So I'm going to drop a link in the chat to sunranto.com forward slash events. Okay. This, This dude just dropped a link. Yeah, I, 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 I did not comment on your green screen yet, Michael. It's very nice. It's that that dude sunbathing in Pittsburgh looks like he's not wearing clothes. Um, so come on, uh, and uh, buy. What you do is you for it's fifty dollars per ticket, and what you do is you donate at the Club Four Hundred website, which is linked in the sunranto.com slash events. It's linked in there. And you click on it, you donate $50 for every ticket you want. So one ticket, 50, two tickets, 100. You get the point. And then uh, that will ensure that you have a ticket to this tailgate. We're going to have uh, like just like regular like burgers and dogs, not, the, not fancy food. We'll have Club 400 in a keg, and that's pretty much it. Like, that's what you get for 50 bucks. It's pretty good, I think. You know, uh, Hopefully we don't run out of beer. Yeah, so, I mean – that. That also includes the ticket of the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you're paying $50 and you get anything more than just a game, that's yeah. a fucking great deal. Yeah, the tickets are like 27 probably plus fees, so it gives us 
a little bit of, and then after you, it, it gives us like, you know, basically like 18, 15, 18 bucks to, and then we got to pay for the spot to have yeah. everybody. And then that basically gives us like, you know, 10, 15 bucks a person to feed you and get you a little drunk before we go in. So, uh, Bernie Barron, uh, says, uh, I just bought four for the tailgate. That's awesome. So we'll see you there, Bernie. And, uh, I think, I think it's going to be a lot of fun as, uh, as long as it doesn't rain. <laughs> so, uh, sunranto.com forward slash events. And then you go to club 400 website and you donate and that's how it's done. So come it is going to be a great time. I think we'll have a blast. It will be. Of course it will. Yeah. So uh, these flexing cubes, TFCs, let's pinch it off here. Hope Crawley's okay. We don't know where he is. Still no text back. He's fired. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – let's see. Oh, what am I – sorry. I can't work the, the brand here. I don't have any great – Flexing cubes. Um, I would like to say, though, hey, I was on the broadcast today. Uh, my Twitter account, EE Cubbings at CubX3, got picked for the social media, whatever they let. I think Dempster said, let's get social. Okay. And then my tweet popped up there and he, he read it. What's funny is it was the exact words, basically, that he had said maybe like 20 minutes earlier. Like it was the end of, it, it was when uh, Molly uh, walked a guy and then Contreras got a hit. And it was just like the threat. The one time they threatened or one of the yeah. two times they threatened in the game. Yeah. And I, and I tweeted one of, you know, very lame, boring tweet that just said, uh, there goes the perfect game and, and the no hitter. Now let's get some hits. And while I was sending it, I heard Dempster say the exact same fucking words. And then those popped up there. And I was, you know, kind of half paying attention. And all of a sudden I heard my name and I was just like, I kind of thought they just made those things up most of the time. But it, it was pretty crazy to see it up there. And then uh, Dempster read it and misread my hashtag coming apart. Cubbing apart, like instead yeah. of cub together. Um, by the way, this just in from Crawley. I texted him, you coming? And he goes, where? Isn't the series over tomorrow? Where am I supposed to be? And I just just texted him back. And right now I said, Padres tomorrow, dude. So he's a little off. He thought that, and that happens sometimes. That the, Oh, they do that, yeah, for Memorial Day. They do, that, they, they they do they an extra game. An extra game. So, But that's not what's happening, Crawley. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Because <laughs> 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 he, he, he probably, I, and I thought that too. I'm like, well, maybe he thinks we're going tomorrow night. And that, you know, because my mother made the same mistake. Because we're going to the game tomorrow with her friends who are from Cincinnati. And she's like, oh, great. They get to see their hometown team. And my mom did not know that it was going to be the Padres. She thought it was also going to be the Reds because that's who they were playing now and being a Memorial Day weekend. Honestly, it's better for them to not have to see the Reds. So uh, I do do have an actual TFC besides just talking about myself. Try not to do that. here was they lost because they were jinxed by the change in marquee announcers. When you're on a streak, you don't change anything. Everyone knows that. 
Yeah, that's right. I agree with that. You can't change that up, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine if Shambi was like fucking chilling at home? He's like, I'm doing a night game. I'm sleeping in. And Marquis like, you need to come in. We can't yeah. change anything. <laughs> we can't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Pat, Pat's like coming in. He's like, no, 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 Pat, you're Pat. You're back on radio today. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you go sit in the bleachers today, Pat? Yeah. Just everybody else is. Zaidman, back row. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zaidman's head hangs. It was my big day. Never gonna do it. Um, and I, I do want to mention that I saw our good friend John Benedict, the organ player at Wrigley on Saturday. And uh, since I was with an Irish guy, I texted John. I'm like, like, dude, I'm with an Irish guy. And I'm like, uh, play us an Irish song. And he's like, I'll play Danny Boy. I'm like, oh, perfect. Two birds, one stone. So he played us. He played Danny Boy for me and the Irishman. So we had a nice. great time. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did great. He's doing such an awesome job up there. Like he, that, that after that, uh, a. Eugenio Suarez threw that ball away. Um, he played the Curb in Your Enthusiasm theme. Oh, nice. You know that one? <laughs> it was perfect, you know. Um, so, all right, here's – I got two uh, TFCs. Right? Here's one of them. Uh, Bleacher Nation, uh, They their uh, article they put out was, Trevor Williams had an appendectomy today. We'll miss tomorrow's start against the Padres. And Andrew Durham said – Back in Tony LaRusse's day, guys had appendectomies and didn't miss a start all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I like yeah. that. Andrew, Andrew used to comment on a lot of outside the Ivy stuff back in the day, so he's a good guy. I nice. Hope he, might, he might be watching right now, and we don't even know. Um, you got another one? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, this one is just fun for the just straight-up ranterness of this. Joe West is a fat slob who likes to eat. Of all the things that Joe West can eat is a bowl of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Cubs Reds. (laughs) That's good. No, he was bad. He was really bad. And then I, I, all right. So this is something kind of, I want to start. I think it's funny because you know, there's a famous place. It's been there since I was a kid called, uh, Nuts on Clark, and they sell popcorn and tins, and they got you know it's been there forever, and you can buy, go in there and buy nuts. And <laughs> as as I was walking down there to meet Alan on Saturday, I, I was I thought I was thinking about you know that it would be funny to take a picture of my nuts, like you know my on Clark on Clark with oh uh, like if you could put it right on the fucking mascot's head that'd be amazing well yeah i took a picture and it's me standing like i just put the on the timer and i'm like they're digging up my balls you know and uh, but i was like what would be hilarious is if like a ton of people did this all the time so i think i think it'd be hilarious if like we just flood twitter with everybody taking nut nut shots Underneath the nuts on Clark side, get as creative and as X-rated as you feel comfortable with and for fun, <laughs> because I just think it's funny. I think it's funny if we just get that going, and then like that's just the thing that Cubs fans do now. Is that we I, I, I take am, nut shots? I am a hundred percent with you. Go down and nuts on Clark, or balls out, <laughs> or create a Photoshop of nuts on Clark the Cub. Yeah, that's on Clark. Yeah. <laughs> and then put him underneath the nuts on Clark sign <laughs> to Photoshop nuts the whole thing. Clark under nuts on Clark. 
God, I hope we get this. Uh, somebody's got to do it. I, my Photoshop skills are not good enough to do that. Hashtag nuts on Clark. This is our this is our new hashtag. Is hash, hashtag nuts on Clark? Which <laughs> nuts on Clark is going to be so excited when they start to see these, and then they're going to be so horrified when they realize what, what it really is. Yeah, and then they're going to embrace it because they're freaking, uh, you know, their consumer base went up like. 50% and they're making shit tons of money because everybody's like walking by showing their nuts in front of their sign and then coming in buying a tin of popcorn. It's like a perfect business plan. There you go. So um, as David Kaplan would say, Bukog or go Cubs backwards. Yeah, that's what he would say. And that's that pretty much what, what I would say, say too. Yep. So, I'd say Spagog! As would I. Spookog! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There is no fighting in the bleachers! What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers! So take that shit outside! There is no fighting in the bleachers! What did your mama teach you?
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.